As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. All right, hey everyone, welcome into another episode of the Sleeping with the Numbers podcast. Dylan here, and I'm getting ready for Super Bowl 57, hoping to, uh, you know, give you guys some ideas for some bets. I'm going to share with you the bets that I am making on the Super Bowl. Uh, that's going to be the main portion portion of the show, of course. It's going to be about the Super Bowl. It's in two days. Let's go. Uh, so I'm going to do 57 bets for Super Bowl 57. I actually had to look at the Roman numerals and be like, okay, what is that? I don't remember what actual number we're on. And I don't remember Roman numerals. Yeah, Roman numerals very well. So I had to look that one up. Oh, I'll admit that. So uh, that will be the bulk of the episode. But uh, to kick it off, I want to run through some of the current free agents going into 2023. Um, Now, of course, negotiations will happen. Contracts will get signed. Um, All that good stuff will happen. Uh, So this is a little bit early before, you know, the quote-unquote official offseason occurs. Um, But just want to give some thoughts on on these players. Uh, I'm mostly going to focus on skill positions. Um, There's, of course, you know, linemen, defensive players, all that stuff uh, that will be free agents as well. Um, But I'm going to focus on skill positions um, just because they're usually more interesting. Uh, I hate to say it, but... That's how it goes. With these big money contracts, they're going to go to quarterbacks. So let's talk about the quarterbacks. Quarterback number one on this list is, of course, Lamar Jackson. Now, they have been trying to negotiate a contract with him for a while, a long-term deal. Uh, Lamar actually represents himself, which is a really cool thing. You know, coming from um, being an NFL agent, uh, players representing themselves is, is super interesting. Um, I hope he understands everything um, that goes into it. I'm sure he does, and I'm sure you know he gets advice along the way. But for the most part, he represents himself. He's not giving that three percent to anyone else. So good for him. I respect that a lot, even though it means you know an agent <laughs> isn't making any money. But no, good for him. I, I do respect that. So I hope he's looking out for himself. Um, the injuries are going to be a problem. Of course, he is seeking that guaranteed money. Deshaun Watson came in and just absolutely fucked up the market because the Browns are complete trash and, and idiots who want to give all this money to a terrible person and make it fully guaranteed. So I that really screwed up the, the market value for these quarterbacks. So, of course, Lamar is going to be seeking a fully guaranteed massive contract. But as a team, that is a... That's a a very risky move, especially for a mobile quarterback such as Lamar Jackson. And with the injuries you always see him have, if you're a fantasy player, you know how much that hurts. It hurts the team just as much, probably more. Let's be honest. (laughs) The the NFL doesn't care about your fantasy team, sadly. Um, But the risk is there for these rushing mobile quarterbacks. And Lamar, that's exactly what he's known for. He's going to rush the ball. So there's questions there about his health. That's why... I don't expect him to get a fully guaranteed contract. He he should get something big, um, but fully guaranteed is very risky for this type of quarterback. Um, Also, they're bringing in new offensive coordinator. Greg Roman is out of here. So what's he want to do? How does he want to play the ball? Um, I'm assuming giving the talent that is currently on the team, they're going to want to keep trying to be a, a rush first type of offense. Their wide receivers are basically non-existent. Their only real wide receiver is Mark Andrews. So what do they want to do? What do they do in the draft? There's another question that I'm not going to try to answer here because I don't know. I haven't done enough research to even kind of speculate on their draft just yet. I'm focused on the here and now. So with that said, um, I'll, I'll say kind of where I expect them to end up by the start of the 2023 season. So uh, I think they're going to go back and forth. They're going to have a tough time coming to terms on a long-term deal. And I do think he's going to get franchise tagged. I think that is going to be the move for the Baltimore Ravens. That will give them time to negotiate maybe a little longer uh, before those deadlines hit. So I expect them to tag him. 
Um, but it may also just be a formality. It might be just like, hey, we're going to tag you so we have more time to negotiate. The other thing is if they can't come to a deal, I think a tag still happens. And then what happens, right? Uh, Lamar can say, no, uh-uh, I, I'm not playing and sit out. That is a common theme for these players nowadays. Um, they should really do something about that. This holdout stuff is... You know, I, I think the NFLPA is all about it because it keeps their players safe and they're looking out for their own. Um, on the NFL side, yeah, we can want to trash these owners being rich, all this money to begin with, but it, it is a business, uh, first and foremost, sadly. Um, either way, uh, if they tag him and a deal doesn't get done, tagging him will maybe force Lamar's hand, being like, okay, yeah, I'm going to sit out this season. But then they can also trade him. Um, they will have the option to trade him. Um, so where he would go, I, I'm like 95% sure he's going to stay in Baltimore. I don't know where else he could go and want to go. He has to decide what's more important to him. He can go get a big bag of money and play for, I don't know, Carolina, maybe. Um... But do you really want to be in Carolina is going to be the question. Tampa Bay, that's interesting. But I don't think Tampa Bay is the type of offense for Lamar. Um, yeah, I, I really don't know what happens there. Um, I'm under the impression with pretty confident that he is going to be staying in Baltimore, whether it be with a long-term contract, the franchise tag, um, or who knows, maybe he sits out. Maybe they play that game of chicken. Next on the list here, another quarterback, Geno Smith. This is actually really fun to kind of think about here. Geno, um, of course, shocked the world when he came in, got the uh, starting job. I don't. Well, maybe people weren't real surprised he got the starting job over Drew, Drew Locke, but still, he got the starting job and he did extremely well. So he's at uh, near the top of this list, um, and and he should be looking for that money so if we look at uh currently or let's check out his career earnings i'm really curious so he has played wow i haven't realized he's been around this long 10 years 10 years and he has only made 17.4 million dollars i say only like that's a, li a, a little bit of money but for a quarterback that's not much he could be looking at a big payday from seattle here um, Pro Football Focus currently expects a four-year, $150 million contract for Geno at $37 million per year. That one year is going to be more than he's made his entire career. So that's that's wild. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Four years seems long for an older quarterback like this. But what else is Seattle going to do? Seattle's another team that cares mostly about running the ball. Pete Carroll is that way, even though his wide receivers are fantastic with Lockett and and uh, DK. So, again, th this is another kind of easy one for me. I think Geno stays in Seattle. I don't know a lot of teams that would actively kind of go try to grab him um, from Seattle. So I, I think he stays there. Uh, the contract, however, I mean, good for him if he makes that money. I... I don't know if it's the right move to, to pay him that type of money. Yes, he impressed this season. Um, but you don't know if that's going to be the long-term trend for him. And pumping that much money into this guy is, again, risky. I that That's what all contracts are. But um, I do expect him to also stay in Seattle. Uh, wide receiver free agents, is, they're basically non-existent. Uh, top of the list here is somehow Jacoby Myers for New England. He is not that exciting of a player. I don't think he can get that much money. Does he stay in New England? I don't know. I That's that's a good question. Um does he stay in New England? I don't I don't know if they care if he stays or not. I think they'll it will straight up depend on the money because New England has always been the type of team to go and grab someone else in free agency, pay them, and let them see what they can do on the team. I think they know what they have in Jacoby. 
and they're not going to be looking to pay up for him. So I'm not so sure he stays in New England. That that one's more of a, a coin flip in my mind. Uh, uh, running back now. Running backs. Well, multiple running backs. Uh, Josh Jacobs here uh, for the Las Vegas Raiders. Fantastic season. You know if you had him for fantasy, but really, really looked good. And maybe it was just because he finally was getting the opportunities he deserved. So I... He could be another uh, candidate for franchise tag. There's no one else the Raiders should look to keep around. Carr's going to get out of there. They'll have money. If they get rid of Carr, they're going to have money to kind of pay here. So let me let me just take a look here at the cap. Um, cap has also increased for next year. They did announce that. It, it increases pretty much every year. Uh, Vegas, 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 Vegas. The hell are they? Loss. Nine. Okay. They are currently ninth in cap space for their top 51 with $17.5 million. Now, I believe that's, yes, that still includes Derek Carr. So if they were to get rid of Carr, well, they do have a potential out. Um, so if they get rid of Carr and they, let's see how they can do this. They can cut him or trade him before ooh interesting okay so if they cut or trade him before June 1st they save 29.25 million and they have a uh, 2023 dead cap of 5.6 million if they cut him or trade him afterwards they save 33 million and have a 2023 dead cap of 1.875 million and a 2024 dead cap of 3.75 that's because you could prorate um those bonuses so a lot of money to be saved there and if they get rid of him they can afford josh jacobs uh pro football focus currently expecting a franchise tag um but i i think they can get a longer term deal done uh if they move car they will have the money to do so so i expect them to stay in vegas and this is getting kind of boring <laughs> you know you're like ah, they're not gonna no one's moving around uh, yeah that's how it goes when you have a a season like that you're, you're going to stick around. So Jacobs, I think he stays in, in Vegas, and I do think he gets a long-term contract. Barkley. Uh, I, I thought my dog might come running if I called his name. <laughs> my dog's name is also Barkley. Uh, so Saquon, obviously massive fan of here uh, as a uh, Penn State alumni. I named my dog after him. So yes, uh, I am a f big fan of Saquon Barkley. He's going to stay in New York. Um it makes sense for all sides. He is still an absolute monster. I know there were those scares with those injuries. Um, he's another one that I think can get a long-term deal done. I think both these running backs will get a long-term deal. Um, PFF, again, expecting a franchise tag for Barkley. I don't think that's what he plays on. I think they can get a longer-term deal done. Let me take a look real quick at what the... Uh, Giants can't afford. Giants. Why do my eyes deceive me? There they are. They are third in cap space. They have uh, $44.4 million to spend. But remember, they have to spend right now on Daniel Jones and Saquon if they want to keep him around. And I expect that they do. Uh, who's a higher priority? is a good question. I don't think Daniel Jones was a game changer. He had on and off games. They really thrived when they were giving Barkley the ball. Barkley is a game changer. You can find a replacement for Daniel Jones. If you find someone who can give the ball to Barkley, there's your quarterback. Um, so I, I, I think I would expect... Barkley to be the higher priority. So, again, I think a longer-term deal gets done here. Yeah, so he count, accounted for 30% of New York's total yards. He, fantastic. Um, so, expect Barkley to stick around in New York. I think Daniel Jones will also stick around in New York, mostly because I don't think anyone else wants to. And because of that, I 
four years, $40 million projection is what Pro Football Focus is giving them. And I... That's so much money. I, I really don't agree with that. That... How can you give Daniel Jones that much money? I... I understand that the the current market isn't great, but Jones has not shown enough to pay him that. Yeah, I yes, okay, thank you. So, uh, Spotrack, uh, th- where you can get all the salary information for players, they think his market value is twenty six point two million a year. That makes way more sense. So much more sense. They're comparing it to um, a couple players. Trubisky, uh, with his two-year deal with the Steelers, with a $7.1 million contract. Ryan Tannehill, that's that's a great comp. Uh, Daniel Jones is like a, a slightly watered-down Ryan Tannehill, and Tannehill has a four-year, $29.5 million deal. That makes sense. Um, Daniel Jones is very young. He'll be in the league a, a good bit longer. Um but that, that makes so much more sense to get him around that 20, 25 to $30 million mark. That $40 million a year is absurd. In no way, shape, or form should he be getting that money. Uh, who else is out here? Brady retired, so obviously that's a big one. Uh, Dalton Schultz. This is an interesting one. Um, he is... For, uh, let's speak in, in terms of fantasy and of uh, uh, real life NFL. So fantasy. Dalton Schultz stays in Dallas. He should be a top five tight end, I think. Um, that makes sense to me. If he goes somewhere else, there's no guaranteed uh, usage for him, no matter where he goes. We've seen it a few times where a tight end has a good season. And some teams like, oh yeah, we want that guy, and then he never gets used again. Austin Hooper. But also, he went to the Browns, so maybe that was a real problem. Either way, Schultz, I think he stays with Dallas. Um, he has that connection with Dak. They they like him, but it's going to come down to money, like always. If he wants a chance to go deep in the playoffs, Dallas is probably the move. Otherwise. Maybe somewhere like Detroit, they got rid of Hawkinson. Schultz could come in and be that guy again. But then the thoughts of a, a deep playoff run are, are kind of gone. Um, so Schultz has potential. My current betting favorite odds here is for him to stay in Dallas. Um, and that is what I currently expect. Again, I'm, I'm being super boring here. But usually the... Same team is the easiest to make them go. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. This is where we start getting tough. Who's the quarterback for San Francisco? I have no idea. Trey Lance is supposed to be fully healed uh, by the time the next season comes around. Brock Purdy, I think. So he's having surgery, it looks like. And who knows if he'll be ready for the start of the season. Of course, they always say they will be, but that is never the case. Jimmy Garoppolo is likely yet again the third option on this team now do they want to go in there with jimmy garoppolo um his current uh jimmy garoppolo he would be playing oh no no he's an unrestricted free agent wow he's made so much money he's made more money than gino as a backup let's see (laughs) <laughs> He's made so much money. San Francisco paid everything for him. So Jimmy Garoppolo has played, been paid $125.3 million. And I think he started maybe less than two seasons worth of games in his career. Incredible stuff. <laughs> yeah, so where does he go? So there's a few teams that need quarterbacks, right? Uh, does he go and replace Tom Brady in Tampa Bay? I like that a lot. I really do. I think that is a great move for um, all sides. Same style of player. He will have weapons in Mike Evans and uh, Chris Godwin. Uh, But let's see where the odds are. Uh, 
play. Yeah, let's just take a look real quick where these odds are for him to land. Um, next team odds. When was this updated? February 3rd? Last week? That's good enough. Uh, Raiders. Yeah, well, that's interesting because the Raiders are also the favorite for Rodgers. So Raiders, Jets, Seahawks, Houston, Tampa Bay, Colts, Panthers, everyone else. Tampa Bay really low on, on here at plus 900, but I think that makes sense. I, I really do. Um, Jets. Well, I guess the question is who can afford them? Contract details, market value, Jimmy G, 34.9 million. I don't think he gets that. <sighs> he shouldn't get that. Um, so who could afford him? If we go down the list, Houston could. I think Houston drafts someone, though. Um, Bengals, no. Seattle, nope. Ravens? Raiders yeah essentially take that contract you had for Carr give it to Jimmy G however you still have to pay Josh Jacobs nah, I'm not sold on that uh, Jets Jets are negative in the cap but of course this is pretty early on they gotta uh, do some maneuvering and that they'll, they'll figure that out uh, yeah, odds are on the Raiders. It's out of conference. That makes sense. That's probably why they're leading. They're out of conference. I don't know. I, I, no, that does, he's a free. He can go wherever the hell he wants. What am I talking about? Yeah, I, I really like Tampa Bay for Jimmy G. Yeah, I, I, I don't... Well, let's just say this. I don't think he stays in, in San Francisco. So there we go. We got one that we'll get out of there. So, uh, Jacoby Brissett. Who, who cares? He'll probably stay in Cleveland as a backup. Juju, Kansas City. He doesn't deserve much money. He always gets hurt. He'll probably take a pay cut. Stay with Kansas City. Um, I'm just going to run through these quicker now. I don't know how deep into this I am. Uh, eh. 22 minutes. All right. We need to start getting into the good stuff. All right. Tony Pollard. I think he stays with Dallas. Uh, probably gets tagged. Yeah, that one actually makes sense. Probably gets tagged. And I don't know how much bargaining power he has with that injury he ended up with. Um, I don't know if another team is willing to take that risk on him. He was about to go hit the free agent market and be able to name his price. That was about to happen for him. And then he had a, a pretty, pretty big injury. I believe he broke his uh, leg, ankle, something like that. Something in the leg. Um, so I feel for the guy. His best move is probably to stay in Dallas. Um, that's a shame. But yeah, I, I think he needs to stay in Dallas. Odell Beckham, why are we talking about that bomb? Fuck him. Who cares? Uh, Michael Thomas, also who cares? Let him walk. He sucks too. We didn't talk about Aaron Rodgers because he's technically not a free agent. Let's just throw him in here. Um, Raiders. I think it's 55 to 60% chance he he's um, out of Green Bay. And out of that maybe 40% chance that he's in Vegas. That makes sense. Uh, Baker Mayfield. Baker could probably go to Tampa. I'd rather just see him play in the Canadian League or something. He needs to get out of here. Oh, boy. Uh, Cream Hunt. He should stay the backup in Cleveland. Uh, Alan Lazard, he'll stay in Green Bay. Man, this is so boring. Detroit, they'll want to keep Jamal Williams. Also boring. Heineke probably goes somewhere else. I don't think Heineke stays in Washington. Deonta Foreman, he'll stay in Carolina. Miles Sanders. Okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, let's see how he does in the Super Bowl. If he has a good game, I think there's a higher likelihood that he stays in Philly. But if he wants that bag of money, 
he needs to go elsewhere. Uh, where is elsewhere for him? That's a fantastic question. Um, let's let's run through the teams. Chicago, no. Atlanta, maybe. Yeah, Atlanta might be okay. Uh, New England, that also kind of makes sense. Houston, no. Bengals, no. Seattle, no. Baltimore, no. Raiders will keep Jacobs. Lions, no. Cardinals, no. Broncos, no. Colts, no. Chiefs, man, how wild would that be? They play each other in the Super Bowl, then he goes over there? I don't think so, though. No. Jets, Cowboys, Panthers. Miami. Miami's interesting. They don't have much money, though. Uh, His best move's going to be the same. Philly or... Atlanta is interesting. Patriots are interesting. Though I think his career kind of dies in both of those situations. Fantasy wise, I think he'll be pretty. He would be pretty decent on the Falcons. Uh, Ramondre, you know, does he play a complimentary role to Ramondre? You know, maybe that puts New England lower on that list. Um, Kansas City super interesting, but they got Pacheco and. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm leaning towards him staying with the Eagles. What else we got? Uh, speed run, speed run. Uh, Miles Sanders, we did. Miko Hardman, uh, who cares? Jeff Wilson, who cares? David Montgomery, I didn't know he was a free agent. That makes Chicago interesting for Miles Sanders. Um, though I think Montgomery is a cheap enough option that they'll keep him around. Buffalo could be cool. Alright, let's stop talking about him. Uh, T.Y. needs to retire. James Robinson, who cares? Foster Monroe, who cares? Sterling Shepard, who cares? Cobb should retire. Julio should retire. Mason Rudolph should retire. Uh, Jarvis Landry should retire. We're, that, that's, that's it. That's all we're going to talk about here. Let's take a little break here, and then we're going to jump into the 57 bets for Super Bowl. 57. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome into another episode of the Sleeping with the Numbers podcast. Dylan here, and I'm getting ready for Super Bowl 57, hoping to, uh, you know, give you guys some ideas for some bets. I'm going to share with you the bets that I am making on the Super Bowl. Uh, That's going to be the main portion of the show, of course. It's going to be about the Super Bowl. It's in two days. Let's go. Um, So I'm going to do 57 bets for Super Bowl 57. I actually had to look at the Roman numerals and be like, okay, what is that? I don't remember what actual number we're on. And I don't remember Roman numerals. Yeah, Roman numerals very well. So I had to look that one up. I'll I'll admit that. So uh, that will be the bulk of the episode. But uh, to kick it off, I want to run through some of the current free agents going into 2023. Um, Now, of course, negotiations will happen. Contracts will get signed. um, All that good stuff will happen. Uh, So this is a little bit early before, you know, the quote unquote official offseason occurs. Um, But just want to give some thoughts on on these players. Uh, I'm mostly going to focus on skill positions. Um, There's, of course, you know, linemen, defensive players, all that stuff uh, that will be free agents as well. Um, but I'm going to focus on skill positions, um, just because they're usually more interesting. Uh, I hate to say it, but that's how it goes with these big money contracts. They're going to go to quarterbacks. So let's talk about the quarterbacks. Quarterback number one on this list is of course, Lamar Jackson. Now they have been trying to negotiate a contract with him for a while, a long-term deal. Uh, Lamar actually represents himself, which is a really cool thing, you know, coming from um, being an NFL agent, uh, players representing themselves is is super interesting. Um, I hope he understands everything um, that goes into it. I'm sure he does, and I'm sure, you know, he gets advice along the way, but for the most part, he represents himself. He's not giving that 3% to anyone else, so good for him. I respect that a lot, even though it means, you know, an agent isn't making any money but no good for him i i do respect that so i hope he's looking out for himself um the injuries are going to be a problem of course he is seeking that guaranteed money deshaun watson came in and just absolutely fucked up the market because the browns are complete trash and, and idiots who want to give all this money to a terrible person 
and make it fully guaranteed. So I that really screwed up the the market value for these quarterbacks. So of course Lamar is going to be seeking a fully guaranteed massive contract. But as a team, that is a that's a, a very risky move, especially for a mobile quarterback such as Lamar Jackson. And with the injuries you always see him have, if you're a fantasy player, you know how much that hurts. It hurts the team just as much, probably more. Let's be honest. <laughs> the NFL doesn't care about your fantasy team, sadly. Um, but the risk is there for these rushing mobile quarterbacks. And Lamar, that's exactly what he's known for. He's going to rush the ball. So there's questions there about his health. That's why... I don't expect him to get a fully guaranteed contract. He, he should get something big, um, but fully guaranteed is very risky for this type of quarterback. Um, also, they're bringing in new offensive coordinator. Greg Roman is out of here. So what's he want to do? How does he want to play the ball? Um, I'm assuming giving the talent that is currently on the team, they're going to want to keep trying to be a, a rush first type of offense. Their wide receivers are basically non-existent. Their only real wide receiver is Mark Andrews. So what do they want to do? What do they do in the draft? There's another question that I'm not going to try to answer here because I don't know. I haven't done enough research to even kind of speculate on their draft just yet. I'm focused on the here and now. So with that said, um, I'll, I'll say kind of where I expect them to end up by the start of the 2023 season. So uh, I think they're going to go back and forth. They're going to have a tough time coming to terms on a long-term deal. And I do think he's going to get franchise tagged. I think that is going to be the move for the Baltimore Ravens. That will give them time to negotiate maybe a little longer uh, before the, those deadlines hit. So I expect them to tag him. Um, but it may also just be a formality. It might be just like, hey, we're going to tag you so we have more time to negotiate. The other thing is if they can't come to a deal, I think a tag still happens. And then what happens, right? Uh, Lamar can say, no, uh, -uh I, I'm not playing and sit out. That is a common theme for these players nowadays. Um, they should really do something about that. This holdout stuff is... You know, I, I think the NFLPA is all about it because it keeps their players safe and they're looking out for their own. Um, on the NFL side, yeah, we can want to trash these owners being rich, all this money to begin with, but it, it is a business uh, first and foremost, sadly. Um, either way, uh, if they tag him and a deal doesn't get done, tagging him will maybe force Lamar's hand being like, okay, yeah, I'm going to sit out this season. But then they can also trade him. Um, they will have the option to trade him. Um, so where he would go, I, I'm like 95% sure he's going to stay in Baltimore. I don't know where else he could go and want to go. He has to decide what's more important to him. He can go get a big bag of money and play for, I don't know, Carolina, maybe. Um but do you really want to be in Carolina is going to be the question. Tampa Bay, that's interesting. But I don't think Tampa Bay is the type of offense for Lamar. Um, yeah, I, I really don't know what happens there. Um, I'm under the impression with pretty confident that he is going to be staying in Baltimore, whether it be with a long-term contract, the franchise tag, um, or who knows, maybe he sits out. Maybe they play that game of chicken. Next on the list here, another quarterback, Geno Smith. This is actually really fun to kind of think about here. Geno, um, of course, shocked the world when he came in, got the uh, starting job. I don't, well, maybe people weren't real surprised he got the starting job over Drew, Drew Locke, but still, he got the starting job and he did extremely well. So he's at uh, near the top of this list um, and, and he should be looking for that money so if we look at uh currently or let's check out his career earnings i'm really curious so he has played wow i haven't realized he's been around this long 10 years 10 years and he has only made 17.4 million dollars i say only like that's a, li a, a little bit of money but for a quarterback that's not much he could be looking at a big payday from seattle here 
Um, Pro Football Focus currently expects a four-year, $150 million contract for Geno at $37 million per year. That one year is going to be more than he's made his entire career. So that's that's wild. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Four years seems long for an older quarterback like this. But what else is Seattle going to do? Seattle's another team that cares mostly about running the ball. Pete Carroll is that way, even though his wide receivers are fantastic with Lockett and and uh, DK. So, again, th- this is another kind of easy one for me. I think Geno stays in Seattle. I don't know a lot of teams that would actively kind of go try to grab him um, from Seattle. So I, I think he stays there. Uh, the contract, however, I mean, good for him if he makes that money. I... I don't know if it's the right move to, to pay him that type of money. Yes, he impressed this season. Um, but you don't know if that's going to be the long-term trend for him. And pumping that much money into this guy is, again, risky. I that That's what all contracts are. But um, I do expect him to also stay in Seattle. Uh, wide receiver free agents, is, they're basically non-existent. Uh, top of the list here is somehow Jacoby Myers for New England. He is not that exciting of a player. I don't think he can get that much money. Does he stay in New England? I don't know. I That's that's a good question. Um does he stay in New England? I don't I don't know if they care if he stays or not. I think they'll it will straight up depend on the money because New England has always been the type of team to go and grab someone else in free agency, pay them, and let them see what they can do on the team. I think they know what they have in Jacoby, and they're not going to be looking to pay up for him. So I'm not so sure he stays in New England. That that one's more of a, a coin flip in my mind. Uh, uh, running back now. Running backs. Well, multiple running backs. Uh, Josh Jacobs here. Uh, for the Las Vegas Raiders, fantastic season. You know if you had him for fantasy, but really, really looked good. And maybe it was just because he finally was getting the opportunities he deserved. So I, he could be another uh, candidate for franchise tag. There's no one else the Raiders should look to keep around. Carr is going to get out of there. They'll have money if they get rid of Carr. They're going to have money to kind of pay here so let me let me just take a look here at the cap um cap has also increased for next year they did announce that it it increases pretty much every year uh vegas 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 the hell are they loss nine okay they're currently ninth in cap space for their top 51 with $17.5 million. Now, I believe that's... Uh, yes, that still includes Derek Carr. So if they were to get rid of Carr, well, they do have a potential out. Um, so if they get rid of Carr, and they... Let's see how they can do this. They can cut him or trade him before... Ooh, interesting. Okay. So if they cut or trade him before June 1st, they save $29.25 million. And they have a uh, 2023 dead cap of $5.6 million. If they cut him or trade him afterwards, they save $33 million and have a 2023 dead cap of $1.875 million and a 2024 dead cap of $3.75. That's because you can prorate um, those bonuses. So... A lot of money to be saved there. And if they get rid of him, they can afford Josh Jacobs. Uh, Pro Football Focus currently expecting a franchise tag. Um, but I, I think they can get a longer-term deal done uh, if they move Carr. They will have the money to do so. So I expect them to stay in Vegas. And this is getting kind of boring. <laughs> you know, you're like, ah, they're not going to... No one's moving around. Uh, yeah, that's how it goes. When you have a, a season like that, you're, you're going to stick around. So Jacobs... I think he stays in, in Vegas, and I do think he gets a long-term contract. Barkley. Uh, I, I thought my dog might come running if I called his name. <laughs> my dog's name is also Barkley. Uh, so Saquon, 
obviously a massive fan of here uh, as a uh, Penn State alumni. I named my dog after him. So, yes, uh, I am a f- big fan of Saquon Barkley. He's going to stay in New York. Um, it makes sense for all sides. He is still an absolute monster. I know there were those scares with those injuries. Um, he's another one that I think can get a long-term deal done. I think both these running backs will get a long-term deal. Um, PFF, again, expecting a franchise tag for Barkley. I don't think that's what he plays on. I think they can get a longer-term deal done. Let me take a look real quick at what the uh, Giants can afford. Giants. Why do my eyes deceive me? There they are. They are third in cap space. They have... Uh, $44.4 million to spend. But remember, they have to spend right now on Daniel Jones and Saquon if they want to keep him around. And I expect that they do. Uh, Who's a higher priority is a good question. I don't think Daniel Jones was a game changer. He had on and off games. They really thrived when they were giving Barkley the ball. Barkley is a game changer. You can find a replacement for Daniel Jones. If you find someone who can give the ball to Barkley, there's your quarterback. Um, So I I, I think I would expect Barkley to be the higher priority. So again, I think a longer term deal gets done here. Yeah, so he accounted for 30% of New York's total yards. Fantastic. Um, So expect Barkley to stick around in New York. I think Daniel Jones will also stick around in New York, mostly because I don't think anyone else wants to. And because of that, I... Four years, $40 million projection is what Pro Football Focus is giving them. And I... That's so much money. I, I really don't agree with that. That... How can you give Daniel Jones that much money? I I understand that the the current market isn't great, but Jones has not shown enough to pay him that. Yeah, I, I yes, okay, thank you. So, uh, Spotrack, uh, th- where you can get all the salary information for players. They think his market value is $26.2 million a year. That makes way more sense. So much more sense. They're comparing it to um, a couple players. Trubisky, uh, with his two-year deal with the Steelers, with a $7.1 million contract. Ryan Tannehill, that's that's a great comp. Uh, Daniel Jones is like a, a slightly watered-down Ryan Tannehill, and Tannehill has a four-year, $29.5 million deal. That makes sense. Um, Daniel Jones is very young. He'll be in the league a, a good bit longer. Um, but that that makes so much more sense to get him around that 20, 25 to $30 million mark. That $40 million a year is absurd. In no way, shape, or form should he be getting that money. Uh, who else is out here? Brady retired, so obviously that's a big one. Uh, Dalton Schultz. This is an interesting one. Um... He is, uh, let's speak in in terms of fantasy and of uh, uh, real life NFL. So fantasy, Dalton Schultz stays in Dallas. He should be a top five tight end, I think. Um, That makes sense to me. If he goes somewhere else, there's no guaranteed uh, usage for him, no matter where he goes. We've seen it a few times where a tight end has a good season and some teams like, oh yeah, we want that guy and then he never gets used again. Austin Hooper. But also, he went to the Browns, so maybe that was a real problem. Either way, Schultz, I think he stays with Dallas. Um, he has that connection with Dak. They, they like him, but it's going to come down to money like always. If he wants a chance to go deep in the playoffs, Dallas is probably the move. Otherwise, you know, maybe somewhere like Detroit, they got rid of Hawkinson. Schultz could come in and be that guy again. But then 
the thoughts of a, a deep playoff run are, are kind of gone. Um, so Schultz has potential. My current betting favorite odds here is for him to stay in Dallas. Um, and that is what I currently expect. Again, I'm, I'm being super boring here. But usually the uh, same team is the easiest to make them go. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. This is where we start getting tough. Who's the quarterback for San Francisco? I have no idea. Trey Lance is supposed to be fully healed uh, by the time the next season comes around. Brock Purdy, I think. So he's having surgery, it looks like. And who knows if he'll be ready for the start of the season. Of course, they always say they will be, but that is never the case. Jimmy Garoppolo is likely, yet again, the third option on this team. Now, do they want to go in there with Jimmy Garoppolo? Um, His current... Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, he would be playing. Oh, no, no, he's an unrestricted free agent. Wow, he's made so much money. He's made more money than Gino as a backup. Let's see. (laughs) He's made so much money. San Francisco paid everything for him. So Jimmy Garoppolo has been paid $125.3 million. And I think he started maybe less than two seasons worth of games in his career. Incredible stuff. <laughs> yeah, so where does he go? So there's a few teams that need quarterbacks, right? Uh, does he go and replace Tom Brady in Tampa Bay? I like that a lot. I really do. I think that is a great move for um, all sides. Same style of player. He will have weapons in Mike Evans and uh, Chris Godwin. Uh, but let's just see where the odds are. Uh Yeah, let's just take a look real quick where these odds are for him to land. Um, Next team odds. When was this updated? February 3rd last week. That's good enough. Uh, Raiders. Yeah, well, that's interesting because the Raiders are also the favorite for Rodgers. So Raiders, Jets, Seahawks, Houston, Tampa Bay, Colts, Panthers, everyone else. Tampa Bay really low on, on here at plus 900, but I think that makes sense. I, I really do. Um, Jets. Oh, well, I guess the question is who can afford them? Contract details, market value, Jimmy G, 34.9 million. I don't think he gets that. <sighs> He shouldn't get that. Um, so who could afford him? If we go down the list, Houston could. I think Houston drafts someone, though. Um, Angles, no. Seattle, nope. Ravens? No. Raiders? Yeah. Essentially, take that contract you had for Carr. Give the Jimmy G. However, you still have to pay Josh Jacobs. Nah, I'm not sold on that. Uh, Jets. Jets are negative in the cap, but of course, this is pretty early on. They gotta uh, do some maneuvering, and that they'll they'll figure that out. Uh, yeah, odds are on the Raiders. It's out of conference. That makes sense. That's probably why they're leading. They're out of conference. I don't know. No, that does, he's a free. He can go wherever the hell he wants. What am I talking about? Yeah, I I really like Tampa Bay for Jimmy G. Yeah, I I I don't. Well, let's just say this. I don't think he stays in in San Francisco. So there we go. We got one that we'll get out of there. So uh, Jacoby Brissett. Who who cares? He'll probably stay in Cleveland as a backup. Juju, Kansas City. He doesn't deserve much money. He always gets hurt. He'll probably take a pay cut. Stay with Kansas City. Um, I'm just going to run through these quicker now. I don't know how deep into this I am. Uh, eh. 22 minutes. All right. We need to start getting into the good stuff. All right. Tony Pollard. I think he stays with Dallas. Uh, Probably gets tagged. Yeah, that one actually makes sense. Probably gets tagged. 
and I don't know how much bargaining power he has with that injury he ended up with. Um, I don't know if another team is willing to take that risk on him. He was about to go hit the free agent market and be able to name his price. That was about to happen for him, and then he had a, a pretty, pretty big injury. I believe he broke his uh, leg, ankles, something like that, something in the leg. Um, so I feel for the guy. His best move is probably to stay in Dallas. Um, that's a shame, but yeah, I, I think he needs to stay in Dallas. Odell Beckham, why are we talking about that bomb? Fuck him. Who cares? Uh, Michael Thomas, also who cares? Let him walk. He sucks too. We didn't talk about Aaron Rodgers because he's technically not a free agent. Let's just throw him in here. Um, Raiders. I think it's 55 to 60% chance he he's um, out of Green Bay. And out of that, you know, maybe... 40% chance that he's in Vegas. That makes sense. Uh, Baker Mayfield. Baker could probably go to Tampa. I'd rather just see him play in the Canadian League or something. He needs to get out of here. Oh, boy. Uh, Cream Hunt. He should stay the backup in Cleveland. Uh, Alan Lazard. He'll stay in Green Bay. Man, this is so boring. Detroit. They'll want to keep Jamal Williams. Also boring. Heineke probably goes somewhere else. I don't think Heineke stays in Washington. Deonta Foreman, he'll stay in Carolina. Miles Sanders. Okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, let's see how he does in the Super Bowl. If he has a good game, I think there's a higher likelihood that he stays in Philly. But if he wants that bag of money, he needs to go elsewhere. Uh, where is elsewhere for him? That's a fantastic question. Um, let's let's run through the teams. Chicago, no. Atlanta, maybe. Yeah, Atlanta might be okay. Uh, New England, that also kind of makes sense. Houston, no. Bengals, no. Seattle, no. Baltimore, no. Raiders will keep Jacobs. Lions, no. Cardinals, no. Broncos, no. Colts, no. Chiefs. Man, how wild would that be? They play each other in the Super Bowl, then he goes over there? I don't think so, though. No. Jets, Cowboys, Panthers. Miami. Miami's interesting. They don't have much money, though. Uh, his best move's going to be the same. Philly or Atlanta is interesting. Patriots are interesting. Though, I think his career kind of dies in both of those situations. Fantasy-wise, I think he'll be pretty, he would be pretty decent the Falcons. Uh, Ramondre, you know, does he play a complimentary role to Ramondre? You know, maybe that puts New England lower on that list. Um, Kansas City, super interesting, but they got Pacheco, and yeah, no, I, I, I'm leaning towards him staying with the Eagles. What else we got? Uh, speed run, speed run. Uh, Miles Sanders, we did. Nicole Hardman, uh, who cares? Jeff Wilson, who cares? David Montgomery. I didn't know he was a free agent. That makes Chicago interesting for Miles Sanders. Um, though I think Montgomery is a cheap enough option that they'll keep him around. Buffalo could be cool. All right, let's stop talking about him. Uh, T.Y. needs to retire. James Robinson, who cares? Foster Monroe, who cares? Sterling Shepard, who cares? Cobb should retire. Julio should retire. Mason Rudolph should retire. Uh, Jarvis Landry should retire. We're that that's that's it. That's all we're gonna talk about here. Let's take a little break here, and then we're gonna jump into the fifty-seven bets for Super Bowl fifty-seven. All right, everyone, we're back, and we are gonna go over our bets fifty-seven bets for Super Bowl fifty-seven. So we're gonna start off. Uh, with my picks, so I am going to take Philadelphia to win and cover the point and a half spread. This is a super close matchup. I expect it to be low scoring. I am taking the under 51 points. A lot of the games that uh, Kansas City comes into, they're always expected to be high scoring. 
it's not always the case and the under has been a fantastic bet all season long and i'm going to take it again here so uh i'm taking philly to win cover and under 51 points the machine learning model is taking philly to win however the way it does it is is uh it calculates the score for both teams it only has philadelphia winning by half a point Obviously, that can't happen, but what that does mean is they're taking Kansas City to cover, which that's kind of a cop-out. You've got to pick both sides here because you don't know who to pick, model. Um, be confident in what you do, but hey, it's been profitable all season. You can't argue with it right now. Uh, this is a very, very close matchup, and honestly, for the money line, um, the Chiefs have fantastic odds. I think there is an edge there. Um I've seen them as high as uh, plus 120, I think. Maybe 125. Um, man, it, it it's such a close one that that edge that you get with that um, might be worth taking it, but I'm not. I am putting a lot of confidence in Philadelphia here, and you are going to notice that throughout a lot of these bets. So I'm going to read through these bets from uh, the the... The lower odds, meaning the more likely odds to happen, to the less likely but higher payout odds for the game. So uh, some of these are based on the game stats themselves. Some of them are based on play types. Some of them are silly, like the national anthem uh, and camera works, shit like that. So some of them are silly, um, but we're going to jump into it. So number one here at minus 185. During the national anthem, Travis Kelsey will be shown before AJ Brown. Stupid bet. It's such a stupid bet. <laughs> but it makes sense because who's the bigger name player here? The Kelsey brothers in general. Maybe they show both of them, but they're uh, they will for sure. I shouldn't say that. They will very likely show the Kansas City Chiefs in general because I think that's kind of like the 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 bandwagon team here and Kelsey is obviously a big name they're going to show him first before AJ Brown that makes a lot of sense to me next one here at minus 182 Philadelphia to score over two and a half touchdowns now I said I expect this to be a lower scoring game but there's still a lot of points to be scored in and still end up under 51 points um so that I, I will take that. I will take Philly over two and a half touchdowns. I, I, I think that's pretty easy to get to. Uh, next one here. Both teams to score over 19 and a half points. Yes. Uh, that comes in at minus 179. Again, like I said, if Vegas is expecting this game to be around 51 points and I expect it to be the under, I can have the best of both worlds here. Um, if they both just score 21 points, that's only 42. I still have the under and I hit this bet. Easy. Lock it in. At minus 173, Patrick Mahomes to throw 275 yards and two touchdowns. Now, um, I'll pull them up here. I'm not going to do this for all of them, but when I was doing my uh, research, when I was making these bets, um, most of Patrick Mahomes' games uh, were over 275 yards. So let me just pull up stats here, and we'll talk about that very briefly. Patrick Mahomes, over 275, has only ha not happened in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games this season. So, probability, he can do it. Um, two touchdowns has happened in all but one, two, three, four, five games this season for Mahomes. Yes, Philly defense is tougher. They'll do it. Will liquid be poured on the winning team's coach? Yeah. I don't... I can't really think of a time it wasn't. Um, that's always kind of a bet, and then you bet on the color. Uh, but will it happen? Yeah, I, I do think it will. Uh, minus 170 for that one. And then another stupid, stupid bet. Uh, what commercial will be shown first? A Doritos or an M&M commercial? You gotta go Doritos. Doritos, uh, they always have some stupid commercial, and they always have a lot of commercials. So... I'm taking Doritos on that one. I think Eminem will have one big one. They've been kind of hyping it up, um, but you can't do you can't do your your one big commercial early on. No, 
Doritos will have multiple commercials, I think. And the big M&M one will be right towards halftime because that's when they peak in viewership because even people that don't care about the game will tune in for the halftime show. Uh, the largest lead for either team, I took under 16 and a half points. Like I said, I, I expect this to be a close matchup. I don't know how a team would get a 17 plus point advantage here. Uh, that is coming in at minus 162. Uh, first turnover is an interception. Yes, uh, I have that at minus 160. It's easier to throw an interception than it is to fumble the ball. That's, that's just kind of a fact. <laughs> so that will happen. Uh, does any QB throw over 300 yards? Yes, I, I think Mahomes will get over 300 yards. Uh, that comes in at minus 154. Uh, similar to the Philly one. Does Kansas City score over two and a half touchdowns? Yeah, I, I think they do. Uh, that comes in at minus 152. Pretty pretty decent odds there. Uh, this one goes in with the Kelsey shown before A.J. Brown. Will Kansas City team be shown before Philadelphia during the national anthem? Again, for all the reasons I explained before, I think there's always going to be a lot of focus on Patrick Mahomes, uh, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid. They're going to be showing them a lot and talking about them a lot. Even though Philly's coming into this game as the favorite, we all know who the media loves and who the NFL loves. Uh, number of players to score for Philadelphia. This was uh, an interesting one I had to think about because I didn't know if it was like fantasy scoring. You know, if, if a quarterback throws a touchdown, do those points count for him? They do not. Uh, so with that in mind, when I was kind of counting through this, uh, I had Jalen Hurts. He will probably rush one in. Um, the kicker, I believe it's Jake Elliott. He'll get one. And then there's there's options. There's A.J. Brown. There's Devonta Smith. There's Miles Sanders. Kenneth Gainwell. I think they will spread the ball around and uh, more than three and a half will score for them. Um, let's jump to the uh, that, that's at minus 150 by the way uh, minus 145 for the number of players to score for Kansas City over three and a half same same thing here they spread the ball out because they kind of have to Kelsey lock that one in um, their their kicker why can't I think of it Butker he'll get one and then maybe Pacheco McKinnon uh, some receiver you know th th they're gonna have to spread the ball around here Kelsey's kind of a lock in that one. Bucker, the kickers are usually a lock because they would get the extra point or a field goal at some point. I think those are more locks than some of the player, other uh, skill positions. So I'm taking the over there as well. Uh, the longest rush for Patrick Mahomes, we believe, uh, even though he's off the injury report, he hurt his ankle. So he's coming into this probably a little hobbled. I don't think he's going to be doing any rush longer than 11 and a half yards. So I'm taking the under on that one. That also comes in at minus 145. Um, the over three and a half players to score for Kansas City was also at minus 145. Opening kickoff is a touchback. Yeah, most uh, most of them are nowadays. Uh, that comes in at minus 141. Who gets the 20 points first? I have Philadelphia. I have them winning. I think that makes sense. Um, minus 134 on that one. I also have them getting to 15 points first. Uh, minus 132 on that one. Uh, the longest touchdown. I think there's opportunities here for long bomb touchdowns. When you have A.J. Brown on one side, Travis Kelsey on another, and you know all the other wide receivers for Kansas City who's going to get it who no idea um but someone's going to get a long bomb from from Mahomes uh I, I I see that being likely on both sides of the ball so I'm taking the over 39 and a half yards for the longest touchdown and that is at minus 130 and if you take that one you have to take this one the first touchdown is over seven and a half yards also at minus 130 Oh, that's not true. <laughs> you don't have to take that one, but um, I think it will be uh, longer than seven and a half yards. The highest scoring half is usually 
the second half, which is why the odds are that way. It's at minus 124. Um, that's just that's just how it is. Um, second and fourth quarters are usually the highest scoring, and then the second half is also usually the highest scoring. So I will take that at minus 124. Um, I already said I was going to take Philly to win. That's I got them at minus 120. Longest reception for Travis Kelsey. I have that at over 23.5 yards, and that is at minus 118. This one, I kind of did it to hedge my bets on the uh, longest touchdown one, over 39.5 yards. I I had a really tough time. I went back and forth a lot with this one. Uh, But the longest reception for A.J. Brown. You know, you think of him as a deep ball guy. Um, Looking at the stats, that 26.5 is a good line. And I'm going to take that under. And that is also at minus 118. Longest rush for Jalen Hurts. This this felt like an easy one, but this could also be a trap. Um, Over 13.5, that is also at minus 118. Longest completion by Jalen Hurts. He's not really a big arm guy. Um, so I have that at under 37 and a half, also at minus 118. Uh, talked about this already. Took the under 51 points. That was at minus 110. Longest reception for Devonta Smith. I have that also under 23 and a half. He's more of the, the PPR type guy. That is at minus 110. Coin toss. Tails never fails. That's what I'm going for there. Also at minus 110. A little bit of a juice you're paying to the to the book but that's how it goes total turnovers uh this was also a tough one i ended up taking the over two and a half there's always some nerves in these games something there's going to be some interceptions thrown um someone's going to fumble maybe who knows i i took the over i like the odds here at minus 106 uh and then i was able to get philly to cover the point and a half uh at minus 105 the longest rush for Jarek McKinnon. This was another difficult one because McKinnon is usually used a bit more in the passing game than the running game, but he can break off one for over eight and a half yards, and that is at even money. Total sacks. Uh, Philadelphia has a good line, so I, I think more of the sacks will come on the KC side. Um, so over five and a half sacks is what I have. And that's the total for, for, for both teams. Um, that is also at even money. 